Welcome to Sports Sushi. Your chefs for tonight are Sports Plug Russ, serving up the spiciest sports takes of the week. Sterling Furrow, rolling the X's and O's into an analytical maki platter. And finally, the moderator who always keeps the sake flowing, DJ Slow Boogie. Now grab those chopsticks and get ready, because your order of Fresh and Raw Sports Sushi is up. Yo, 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 what? Hey, what is up? Welcome to Sports Sushi right here on the Gratwick Podcast, Vidcast Network we got going on over here. And I'm with my dogs. Oh, y'all know I got some shit to say tonight. I just want to let y'all know. So for those of you who are watching the show, make sure you grab your chopsticks. Get your plate. Don't get that dragon eel bullshit sushi stuff. We're going we gonna to keep the avocado roll tonight, baby. Uh, we're missing a partner tonight. So Boogie is under the weather. So I it said, you know, he was like, yo, I can't do it. So we were like, yo, you know, we got you. So I'm going to host tonight. You seem a little yo, eager to take over for him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that's because of what happened on Sunday. This is like him getting a handoff and seeing nothing but green. Like, Sterling's like, oh, I'm taking this bitch to the house. I'm using oh. my head on the goalpost. Like, he's like, y'all, y'all going to be looking at the uh, name on the back of the jersey tonight, baby. I'm telling you right now, it's on. It's on. So I'm happy to be here, man. It's it's great. It's You know what? It's even better when you're right. You know, that feeling when you're just right. And the things that you think in life are just vindicated with truth and data to back it up. That's a damn good feeling, man. It's a good feeling. But tonight on the show, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk some out of bounds. We got some yeah. this damn sports NBA Dame Lilla. We're gonna talk about that tonight. College football. You know, my yes. Wolverines are sitting at number it's, two. It, man, I'm yeah, not gonna lie. Sterling, Sterling, I'm not gonna lie. No need to be rude, but we can talk about that this weekend. Oh, it's nigga, the weekend. Hey, hey, it's the weekend. Hey. If I'm rocking the mic, the agenda is mine, and you guys are just here for the show. I'm just letting you know, okay? Y'all are here for the show tonight. We got either or. We got either or, and I'm steering this bitch. I'm steering it, baby. We about to do this thing tonight, and we're going to talk some NFL. And to top it off, a little dessert, we got Chris going to come up with the, you know, when he going to talk his 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 My shit about shit. the it's the it's the best thing in sports right now. So yeah, we got a lot to get asshole. into, but I'm gonna shut up talking right now. Well, not really. Right. How are you guys doing? Because I didn't ask how y'all were doing. I just I just want to say, Chris. I just want to say, Chris. Uh, like I feel like me and you are in the back seat, and we didn't plan to be in a robbery. And you know what I'm saying? And oh so yeah. I'm driving motherfuckers. I'm driving. Y'all gonna do that? And me and Chris like, all right, let me drop somebody's been chomping at the bit for the steering wheel. Dog, I've been waiting for this my whole life. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, bro. It, okay, so he asked me how my day has been. Yes, I'm drinking water right now because I was at the fucking fair today. The fair was open last week, so I went. To uh-huh. the fair. So I've been drinking all day. So I don't, I don't think I need anything else to drink. But just in case, I do have my last shot of uh, Jameson Black. 
right here for mm. me. But now nah, I'm I'm drinking water because I've been drinking like the four dollar ticket beer all day just for fun. Well, that's yeah. good because when I get done with you tonight, you're gonna need a black and mild after this. So you just you just, <laughs> you, just no. get, you just get ready. I'm not even a, not even a blunt. I'm not even a, I, even a wood. I can do a whole show you asking you questions about the Texas State Fair. Oh yeah, it's shoot. This is the weekend, fair. right, Russ? Bro, so okay, so this is the weekend. Of course, we're gonna talk about college football later, but y'all already know it's Red Rivalry weekend. This weekend, is, it, this weekend is especially special. Game day is gonna be there. Friday, the Pat McAfee show is gonna be there, and I think I'm gonna go just so I can yell "fuck Boston Connor" at the top of my lungs. Get a sushi okay. sign to hold up in the background. I know, I know, okay. I know. I gotta, I gotta find some way to print like a big ass sushi sign. And put it up and say all the hoes like sports sushi or something crazy <laughs> like that. Because the camera finds that crazy ass shit. Um, but no, the fair is awesome. The best fair in the world. Or I'm not gonna say the world. It's the best fair in the, in the United States because I ain't never been nowhere else. Um, yeah. How many state fairs want, have you, you been to? Uh, I only need to go to one, man. I only need to go. No, no. The Indiana State Fair is one. Uh, I think I've been to that once. I missed it last year when my kids went, but I think I've been one time before. But. Sounds and like then I've been to a fair. Size. Then I've been to a fair in Mississippi. Oh, have you ever been to the Texas State Fair, Chris? I have not. Chris, have you? We know oh. Chris ain't been no damn Texas State Fair. Come. Hey, I, I've been Come. through Texas a few times. No, I said the State Fair of Texas. It's different, oh, dude. I, I avoid crowds, man. I don't, I don't like a lot of people all lining up for shit. Okay, so here, here's what I'll tell you, Chris. I don't like that shit either. But what we did was, I went with uh with with my job and shit. So like Oktoberfest, we definitely a good time. I've been it was, a few of those. and it was. But we, but here's what you do: you go there early. So of course, if you don't like a lot of people, don't go Saturday. <laughs> don't go Saturday because it's gonna be a whole lot of people. What's up, Mitch? Um, yeah, that's one of the best mad players you'll ever fucking meet in your it's life. Green like, hat. Um. But yeah, so like it's got the best food, it's got some good games, but it's a really good time. You walk around all day, and there's a lot of beer, as you can probably tell. Like, yeah, it's, it's dope though. Uh, but if you want to ask me anything else, like uh the gumbo balls are dope. Uh, no, I don't the best I, thing. I, I could spend all night asking you about this. Yeah, the food is no, no, no. Hey, we, we about to put we about to put this to bed, nigga. It, we done talking about the state fair. Let's. I'm about to get Russ ass. I'm, y'all, yo, Russ is gonna get it tonight. Thank God I'm hosting. I love you, oh Russ. I just want to let you know that you my dog. Like I I, we didn't we didn't go to school you. together, but I consider you a close friend. Both of y'all. Okay, we on that level now. And See, sometimes Boogie family fight. Boogie's sticking up for me. I was down. In, I was down in the third ward smoking blunts. <laughs> nah, hold, hold on, real quick, y'all. I can't. First let, of all, can't you can't you. say third oh, wait, ward wait. like that. I got. I got to the third ward. Y'all, y'all can't. Y'all, can't be. Y'all in the comments. Y'all in the comments. I'm gonna need y'all to leave Mitch alone because he be whooping y'all ass on that man. I see it. it's bleeding over to the comments. Ghost, leave him alone. I feel like Mitch is bad motherfucker, y'all. Telling y'all. He can look at it. Y'all, y'all hey, look at it. Look. Ghost, that's ghost, man. That's ghost, man. That's hilarious. All yeah, right, yeah, so, Mitch beyond boys ass, but let's get it, man. What, let's what, get, what, what, what you got? For let's me, get bro? this, man. Let's get this out of bounds. Let's start. Right, so out of bounds is real quick. I think y'all could have guessed it. I normally I try to go to something like vague and like obscure, but no, nah, fuck Jimmy Butler. You mother motherfucker, you out of bounds for that shit. Not only the whole emo fit and like out of bounds don't gotta make you mad, but sometimes it's just fucking out of bounds and dressing like that with the lip ring and nose ring and everything and the whole like this is my last resort, like that whole like get up man. Like, yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like it. 
what, what I say, like, my heart did pain because I lost Dame. Like, like he's like, he feeling it, you know what I'm saying? But, like, he out of bounds with that shit. And what makes it out of bounds is we're going to have to see that shit the entire season because that's going to be his ESPN graphic. Okay. He might even look like that in 2K now. That's, right, go ahead, Chris. that's what you're coming at Jimmy Butler about today? I mean, oh, that's, wor- that's worthy, though. Chris, no, worthy. Chris, though. Chris, Chris, I need to know more. What else do you have for me? Chris? I mean, I thought that he came out in defense of a white boy saying the N-word and announced that he's got two country albums coming down the pipeline. Might have been noteworthy. <laughs> nah, fam. Uh-uh. <laughs> See, you know why You know why it's, it's acceptable that, to Chris? Out of bounds, but Chris, thank you. That makes this even the more plausible out of bounds. So R- do you have any more information on this extra? You, hold on. You know why it's acceptable to Chris? Wait, because he I was emo. Because this, he was emo. He was that kid. <laughs> uh, in all the circles, man. I didn't stay in. A- my dear. <laughs> like when you take all the cross sections, I'm like that one little dot in the middle where they all crisscross. Uh, <laughs> what well, they be doing? I don't know if y'all saw. I don't know if y'all saw what, what Boogie put in the comments. But tonight, I'll hoop for you. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie when he crashes? Yes. Brother, like, brother, I'm gonna go do some homo artwork. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jimmy is wild for that, man. Like, uh, like yes, when bro. I saw it, first of all, people were dogging this man on Twitter. They were like, they were like, yo, he looks like Andre 3000 in Hey Y'all video. Bro. <laughs> bro. And it's like you, it's like, bro, like he bro. woke up and thought. Damn, this is a good idea. I want to express myself. Like, someone, nigga, no. Someone Stop. called him. Someone called him ball out boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we got to stay on track tonight. We got to stay on track tonight. But speaking of balling out, speaking of balling out, uh, we got Dame. You know, and the question yes. is, you know, will he succeed in in, in Milwaukee? But when the trade came down. You know, we were, I mean, it, it kind of came down right when we were, last week at this time. Yeah. That's when everything dropped. So we really didn't have time to, like, let that sink in for a little bit. But now that we're kind of in the thick of it, it's been a week. We got time to mull it over, think about it. Do What do we really think about the Lillard trade? Oh, Russ, I go think, ahead. Okay, so. There's some good are we sticking in here, to- though, boys. Panic at the free oh, throws, pretty good. <laughs> that is so, that's badass. Good one. He's a DJ. He's cheating. Chris, do me a uh, favor and find uh, uh, his picture so we can have it just to look at it um, for a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Sterling, but uh, um, StreamYard does not allow me to ingest a picture and pull it up on screen was, easily. That was oh, it does. Shot. Russ, keep to, going. I'll do it. Teach me that. All right, all right, cool, 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 cool. Oh, so you know, I think that the, the trade. One, I it just it just keeps beaming in my head. Portland, 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 great, great, great job. Uh, so I think Portland did a great job in the trade. But move, seeing as though we want to focus on what happened in Milwaukee, um, I think it's a great fit. I think it's a, a team that we kind of had like in the rear view. Like we think that this might happen when it happened. It was like, oh damn, because now we have the new age. Man, can I say it like without getting yeah, like, go ahead. destroyed? No, go ahead. Like, say it. we have the new age, like, they haven't done it, but that we haven't had a Shaq and Kobe dynamic. Like, big man in the in the post causing problems, mm-hmm. wingman outside getting it done. 
Please do not tell me about Joel Embiid and James Harden. Do not talk about James Harden right now because anything, my mom told me if I don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So please do not bring him up in this scenario because they were not dynamic like that. But this is going to be a time we're going to get to see two guys at the top of their game. And I think this is going to be, this is going to be like a death stroke to the East. I don't think that people watching want to be like, oh man, it's it might, nah, this is going to be good luck. Like a, a lot of people are out there like, well, we'll see. No, good fucking luck because you've got a guy in Giannis that was already unstoppable with all of his flaws. And yes, we could talk about how he don't really got a bag. He got a grocery bag. His jumper may be a little inconsistent. Don't matter. He still can give you mm. 35, you know what I'm saying, on any given night. Then you're pairing him with what I would say, you know, we could say it's like a top five clutch player in the league. Not only that, but he's also a guard with the ability to spread the floor like only probably two or three others can do in the league. You know what I'm saying? And then you couple that with the fact that you kept Middleton on the team. You also have Lopez down low. And I know people are going to say like, well, you lost uh, Drew with the defense. I don't think that's something that's going to hurt them. Like, I think the trade-off with what Boston got with Drew, like, is what, like, the Celtics needed because – I'm not the Celtics, what the um, Bucks needed because the Bucks can sure. play defense. They needed another person that could go get it, and they didn't have another person that could go get it, and yeah. now they do. I think that's a big point in this whole thing is that people are kind of – you know, Drew Holiday is a good player. Um, I mean, he's one of the best defenders in the league, especially on ball. Um, but they didn't need – they didn't – they don't need that. I mean, you got Giannis, yeah. Brooke Lopez – Right. These guys, uh, Chris Middleton can defend on the perimeter as well. Like you don't need all that. You need a, a killer. Right. The Bucks need the killer and they got it. So I don't care. I think it's I think it's a great move for the NBA. I think it's great for Dame. Yeah. I think it's great for the Bucks. So this is going to be a great marriage. I think both of these guys, they're hungry. They want to get it. Dame has not tasted much postseason success. I think we forget about that. Right. True. So you're going to pair him up with Giannis. I think the East overall as a conference is tougher. Yeah. I don't see them winning the championship, but I think they can compete for an AFC uh, AFC crown. I mean, you know, uh, in the East. Sorry, East, 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 yeah, you're good. Um, I think that they, that they can compete for a championship. Um, of course. You now, do. yeah, I mean, well, what bench? I mean, what? See, <laughs> I mean, okay, so like when I say compete for it. Does that mean that they can't lose in a game six or seven in the Eastern Conference Finals? Is that not competing for a championship, or do they have to get there and lose? Man, I think you got to get there. Um, you got to get there. Okay, and I think they will. I think they not. Okay, let me back up. Woo -woo. I think hey, they look, have look a boogie trying to host a show from the comments here. Um, look, 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 look. I, I know, I know, Take I know. Out, I, I like, I like the question <laughs> nah. though, and. And I do think I like the question though, and I do think it's the bus. I really like yeah. this dynamic, and it's because of the other thing you said is like Dame is gonna be hungry. And it's yeah. not to say the other players aren't, but it's that different kind of like I ain't got this hunger. And Giannis lives like that every day. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think that that combination of both of them and the fact that the Bucks just play a good brand of basketball. Now, the bench is something they still got Bobby Portis on the team, correct? Yes. Okay, so he's on the bench coming on. He's a, he's a guy that can come off the bench and give him help. And I think I do think like middle of the season they might find someone else that they need to sign. But in the NBA, you really only need about eight nine guys to hit the hit the playoffs with. And I think right now they got a good seven. So to find two more, someone can grow or shit. They gonna go find somebody else. But as far as getting to the championship, don't I wouldn't 
I wouldn't sleep on them at all. Boston no. may be better than them, though. Yeah, Boston's stacked. They're stacked. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's one of those things we'll see. But uh, as we put the bow on this whole Dame Little thing, I think it's going to be one of those things. You know, we're going to closely monitor, right? We're going to be looking and watching. Yeah. The, and I'm, I forgot to send this to you. Um, but there was a, a clip that I saw a couple of days ago where Giannis was talking about how he don't like to work out with nobody in the offseason. Like, he just wants to be, because, oh, yeah. you know, he's like, you know, I'm trying to put food on the table for my kids, and you're in the way. You know, I don't want to be yeah. buddy-buddy with you. So you got two guys, I think, with the same idea. Idea, Right, yeah. and I think that's going to bode well, not just for them two together. I think Giannis really never had help, right? Yeah. But I think it's going to bode well for the rest of that roster. So maybe, hopefully, somebody, one of those young guards they got can kind of rise up to the occasion. Because you're going to need someone to supplement that Dame yeah. scoring at times, right? Because it's going to get dry, you know. I think Giannis can stay healthy now because it, it's not all on him. So it's going to be something we're going to keep an eye on. Um, and it's but, not basketball know. season yet, so y'all get more yeah. of this when the time comes. But but guess yeah. what? Ah, Look Lord. at that. This is this is so this this is your boy Jimmy Buckets. I don't know what happened to him. Look, this nigga fingers look like they've been eaten. Like this is just not a good look. Like at all. At all. He looked like he overflipped. I get it. Now put some overalls on him and and with with a little banjo background. He's sad. But at what point do your niggas that's in your your crew say, hey, dog? No. This is uh, not why it. Is it back on screen. That, Yo, it's not <laughs> it. It's the not it. Has no clothes, my friend. He's picking Dog. up all the checks. They're not. It's saying not shit. it. It's not it. But as yeah. we as we segue onto uh, things that matter, <laughs> we're gonna talk about some week six matchups. Hold up, hold uh, up here. Here, uh, you're driving a little too fast with the keys for the first time. You skipped oh. our opening segment. You, you, Listen, you, you skipped over Russ's moment. What, it's, it's what's on the agenda here buddy uh uh-uh on this day in sports this comes right out yes. of the right you out did, of the opening then of... why didn't you put it in the show notes that's, oh, it's that's right here notes. in stream yards boogie does it's not boogie does the show notes out of bounds dame college football stop tdis man that's, well that's let's go russ hit it right. all right so on this day yeah wait, wait uh, for your graphics think... wait for your graphics all right, my bad all right, see, without Boogie, we're all going out. Oh, no, I'm saying. <laughs> now, all right, so look, uh, on this day in sports in October, October 4th, 2018, um, Brady, uh, blah, Tom Brady passed for his 500 pass. Passing touchdown, it connects with one and only Josh Gordon in the Patriots 38-24 win over the Indianapolis Colts at Foxborough. I honestly picked this because, you know, Tom Brady's badass and Josh Gordon was involved, and we all know Josh Gordon's a complicated story in football. Anything else? Boom. Boom. That that was great. That was fantastic. <laughs> I See love what we missed? We, we missed that little tidbit. Hey, well, you know, next time you need hey, to hey, 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 hey. It's something you know that saying? you learn every day on this day in sports. Now, hey, um, Professor Russell Johnson is off the island. If you get that, then Russell you're old, but I rock with you. Hey, we're we going to need some Professor Russell Johnson. because shots, shots fired in the comments. Because I got to take Russ to school today. I guess that makes uh, Sterling uh, Zach Wilson in that analogy. Oh, oh, that's fine. You know, I, I'll take oh, it. Oh, damn. It. Okay. I'll take it. Jets without Rodgers right now. Damn. Yeah. Okay. I just blew the Achilles. I could be Zach Wilson. Whatever. It's fine. 
People need you know? to this day in sports. Good, they get a little yeah, rowdy yeah. if they don't get their tidbit. Ghost, all right, Ghost, aka Rodney Harrison, out of eight of them. But go ahead. <laughs> all right, so college football week six. All right, so we got some key matchups this week, man. And uh, there, 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 there is one matchup that that uh, oof is it's huge. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna set the stage and I'm gonna let Russ kind of take it from here, but. We got number 12, Oklahoma, versus number three, Texas. Now, this is a uh, a noon game, Eastern time, okay? This game will be played at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas, so it's at a neutral field, right, which is great. But this game can go either way because I've seen great things from both these teams. But, you know... Russ, I mean, I'm gonna let you take the floor on this, man. Like, this All is right, your so. this is your thing because you'll swear to God that this is the best rivalry in college football, which are full of shit. But today, right now, I'm gonna give you the floor, so it's all yours, man. Now, I am not full of shit. Here's why: <laughs> because in this rivalry, you don't have blowouts except for every like maybe four years you'll have a blowout okay. like the 49 zero that you saw last year like when oklahoma blew them blew out texas maybe like two or three years ago you don't see blowouts that often yet they don't see blowouts that often in this rivalry so number one that's what makes it better number two we got the whole hundred years of doing this type, type of thing going on so we've been here we've been here been doing this number three it's a real neutral site we don't travel back and forth to somebody else's stadium nah bro here it is we meeting here every year at this time and we're gonna play now i will say this now in the last 20 years we have not seen this matchup matter like it will matter this weekend the last time this matchup mattered like this was in the early 2000s and we could talk about stuff that happened in the mid 2000s and no 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 the last time this ma- this matchup happened is what happened on that backpack what you see back there and i don't know if you see that but that's where we were doing the superman for chris sims the last time we seen this matchup happen like this this is when we seen texas come in and get dubs, get dubs with uh with Vince Young. Mm. Like we haven't seen, we haven't seen these types of of players. We haven't seen this type of makeup coming into this stadium. Y'all ain't got this in the Big Ten. One, it's snowing, so it's hard to move around. The players all run four or five and, and above. Like you can't really get nothing done. This got fast players. I guarantee you go look up the history of this rival. This got more kickoff returns for a touchdown, special teams returns for a touchdown you ever seen in your life. Caleb Williams came in down 21 and came back to win the game. None of that matters. We have the most clutch matchups. We have the best time frame in the game, which comes on at 11 o'clock for America to see. It happens at the State Fair of Texas. It happens in the best fair in the United States of America. I do like this neutral site. uh, If you ever ever been. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you this, guys. You have been to whatever game you've ever been. If you've ever been to the fair during this game, during this game, you can feel it. Like, I don't know what you're talking about with all this. Oh, no. No, you go to there at 11 o'clock. When that ball is kicked off, you can hear, Texas, Snucks, Boomer, fuck you, Sooner. Oh, the shit just rumbling. The whole stadium for the entire three-hour okay. game. And then, and then when it lets out, it is pandemonium because the team the that lost. How close is the Ferris wheel to the stadium? Huh? How close is the Ferris wheel to the stadium? If it's a fair, there's a Ferris wheel. Probably about, I don't know. Same grounds? Yards, maybe a block. Yeah, it's very same. It's all together. So, like, you can ride the Ferris Ferris. wheel while the game's going on and get a look at the stadium? Yes, yes. This is a pretty sweet vibe there, Sterling. This is a – they have actual – Chris, 
Chris, they have real rides that actually go up into the like up into the like stratosphere type rides that bring you up and down and shit. You can, yeah, but basically, stratosphere. yes, Chris. Like not stratosphere. You know those rides. Jeff Bezos shooting rockets over here. What? No, you know those rides that are called like stratosphere, but they just take you really high up and then bring you back down and take you really high up. But they call them like stratosphere or space climb. What you know those fair rides? This is a real fair. It's That's why corny. I asked about the Ferris wheel. I mean, it's got a Ferris yeah, it's wheel. It's got the, but, but anyway, back to the game. Bullshit. So. Yeah, this game is going to be more, more is going to mean more than it has in the last like 20 years, especially for fans, because we as fans have been waiting for both teams to be up at this point in time. OU was down last year, it lost its coaches, its quarterback. The whole quarterback room was shattered, and then Dylan Gabriel got hurt, and we had to play the game with a fucking tight end at, at QB. Got our ass beat, which they should have done. Now okay. Texas is on their Texas is on their high horse. They beat Alabama. They are number three. They are the ones in the driver's seat. And Oklahoma, if you have not been watching college football, has been playing very, very good and very aggressive football. But they ain't played nobody. This is their chance to play somebody, and this is Texas Texas's chance to also go forth and conquer. Both these teams, whoever wins this game, could more than likely be in the playoff. And on top of all this, this is both teams' last chance to do this shit in the Big 12. If Texas wins, they probably go on to the Big 12 championship and they can say we left this conference how we need to as champions. If Oklahoma wins this game, we get to lead the Big 12 more than likely with the championship and say we are the best Big 12 team that have ever been there. Bye. We're going to whoa. the SEC. See, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. So you, you made some statements there, buddy. <laughs> that ain't true, okay? Hmm? Um, About OU being the best... The best Big 12 team. The best Big 12 team ever in the Big 12 conference. Because if I need In the history of the, the Big 12. In the history of the Big 12, yes. Okay. This, this team now or just entirety? Okay. Of that, no. Oh, okay, okay. OU is losing. So, I mean, OU and Texas are leaving. So, if OU right. leaves the Big 12 you, as OU the school, we were the best Big 12 team if ever. You, if you win the in the Big 12 title. You have yes. to win the title this year. Yeah, they have to win it this they, year. If they got to do it. Texas gets to flex and say, we left the Big 12 as we needed to as championships. Because right. Texas don't need to win 20 of them like oh, we So have. let's, let's talk Texas, about this. They just let, need theirs. Let's kind of talk about this game a little bit. Um, you know, first of all, I think we need to give some some big ups to uh, Dylan Gabriel. Like, he he's looking yeah. the part. He's playing extremely well. Um, you know, when you look at his stats across the board, I mean, 15 tutties, two interceptions, and about 1,600 yards passing in five games. I mean, that, that's pretty impressive. Um, I, I don't think I expected Oklahoma to I – mean, I knew Dylan Gabriel was good, but I didn't expect their offense to look as dynamic as it does right now. Along that's with, expected, though. Well, hold on, though, because you have a – and here's why I say this is because Brett Venables is a defensive-minded coach, and sometimes I think it, it takes a little bit for – those defensive-minded coaches to kind of let, you know, offensive coordinator, whoever, kind of do their thing, why, you know. You kind of see the footprint of that team being yeah. defense, right? But, but the cool thing about is, you guys – hold on. The cool thing about you guys is that I really appreciate is that you're seeing it on both sides of the ball. So, remember last year we talked about Brett Venables, and he's kind of – he didn't have his guys in place, right? And he was trying to – he had a little bit of roster turnover. And now you're kind of starting to see his, uh, his staple – on that defense, right? So in, in five games, I mean, no team, no team has scored over 20 points. That's impressive. Yeah, and now you really haven't played, you haven't played great teams 
but it's still impressive when you're when your defense can come out there in the Big 12, which is which is scoring. So you gotta look at it like this. Oklahoma, 73 points in the first game, 28 in the next game, 66 points in the following game, 20 against Cincinnati, and 50 against Iowa State. So you're giving the other opposing offense that many times to curate offense, and they're just not able to do it with that defense. So this is a different Oklahoma team that we've seen in the past where they have offense and defense and not just offense. And that's because we no longer have the coach known as Lincoln Riley. And just to piggyback off of that, because I know you got to give Texas State props, and I want I want the Texas people to hear all their things. Um, that's because Lincoln Riley left. And if you watch that game against Colorado, I told everybody mm-hmm. that Colorado would be able to score on them because USC's defense would turn Swiss cheese. But, um, but yeah, I, I will say everything is great, but you got to go over some of the things of Texas because Oklahoma has been doing those things. It's looked very well. And if you watch the entire game, the defense is exactly that. It looks like we took what, de- what Clemson used to have uh, in their defense. Uh, we took it back with, with our, with our coach of Venables, but um, Texas ain't no slouch, man. Uh, no, with they're not. That Dylan, with, that, with everything that Dylan, and I'll let you get into it because I know you got the numbers, but with everything that Dylan Gabriel is doing, like Quinn Hughes is on another level. Right, right. Quinn Ewers right now is looking like, you know, he's he's definitely one of the top quarterbacks in college football right now. Um, you know, and I think, you know, he gets credit just because he's kind of changed his image, right? He's kind of dialed in and and I think that bodes well. Now, Russ, I know you'll make fun of me because I start getting into like analytics and start talking about mm-hmm. like what they look like as, as draft prospects. But I know I, th- <laughs> I think what you look like and how you conduct yourself as a quarterback, I think that stuff matters. And it matters not just in high school, but it matters in college. So, you know, we're yeah. talking about a kid who came in with a fucking mullet and just wild. <laughs> right. And having a transfer and all this stuff. But he's coming in here and he's and, and you know, Sarkis is one of the best play callers in the game and it's yeah. it's looking good so look you guys got my dude andrew anthony from michigan and he's looking pretty good right he leads your Man, team in receptions nah, yeah but on the other side you got a whole nother dynamic beast over here in xavier worthy you know what you know what's crazy is and i don't i'm not making this about michigan but i'm going to both of these guys were committed to michigan that should tell you <laughs> something about nigga get your shit together but but I love that. I love that Xavier Worthy. I, I think he's going to be a great pro. I, I hope Andrew I, Anthony turns into something great too. But can I also? I have to say this because, like, y'all know, I'm a receiver. Like, I like receivers. No homo. So, like, no homo twice because that. Yeah. Woo! Hold up. Yeah. Like, we gotta. Let me back that all the way up and stop. Pause. Slash that. The wide receiver position in football is a position that I find to be one of my favorites in sports. So, like, it is Xavier Worthy, but, like, uh, what is it? The, the dude Mitchell Sanders at tight end, uh, Jordan Whittington, uh, Jonte. Like, they have a lot of guys on that roster that are putting in work. And also Brooks, as the running back, has emerged as someone that can that can do some work. But I'll let you get more into I want you to let – yeah, go ahead and get more into today. Well, I do want to leave the other receivers out because I've watched a couple games and like no 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 I, Texas, I'm just I'm just those are like, the, those are the noteworthy got, ones that stick yeah, out to me right but they I love Oklahoma always has they always have dogs right they always yeah. got them um you know when you look at this Texas team like people want to talk about the you know the win against Alabama but I, a part of me feels like it's a great win for Texas but like if you're Texas you can't let that win be like the 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 zenith of who you are right now. Because that yeah. you you be a, a Alabama team is not their fault, but you kind of be the Alabama team that they, they're 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 down right now. 
they're down. Ooh, and so you, you know, like you that. can't you can't be <laughs> you can't be flexing. You cannot be flexing about we beat Saban in Alabama because Jalen Milrow can't throw the ball. They're, they're, they they Alabama doesn't have an identity right now. Like so so kill me on that. So what I'm saying is Texas is this. You got to come out and you have to establish who the better team is. You this is a game that Texas has to win. I feel like the pressure is more on Texas than it is Oklahoma right now, just because I feel like Texas has more to lose. Like when you look at these two programs, and this is not a knock against Oklahoma, but I feel like Texas has more prestige, right? And so if you're going into the SEC and you want to be crowned as like the best Big 12 team to ever lace them up, you got to, this is, a, this is your legacy. You got to come out and win this game. I know that rubs you the wrong way, Russ. And I'm not taking no, nothing I, away from Oklahoma because no, no. they're great. I, I'll say, well, no, I'll, I'll say this. Um, man, the, the prestige thing is like, I guess I'll say, I don't know if they have more prestige, but they are more popular. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So those are two different things. Like a lot of people sleep on the fact that like when we like as a person that's been a fan of Oklahoma for over 20 years, like I can sit here, I can sit here and tell you like shit, like damn, like 30 years. But like, but like I can sit here and tell you like Oklahoma never goes into this matchup thinking like they are the lesser. It is one of those matches where it's like you're the popular kid and we gotta punch you in the face. You know what I'm saying? But it's not one that we we feel we need to beat them because Honestly, in the past 20 years, we've been in their position. Like, we've been the ones that have been top ranked, and they have been coming in to fuck up our season. And so, like, this is a time when we actually are going to come in and try to do the same. But the difference is, is, like, Texas, it means a lot to them. So if you say who does it mean more to right now, you're right. It is Texas because Texas has been in this slump for so long. Like, they have had high recruit, high recruiting classes. Guys ain't been able to make the NFL. And they just finally got to the point where now it's here. We have our tight ends are here. Our receivers are here. Our running backs are good. Our defensive line is good. We got front seven. Like, we are here. And, like, so this game for them, if they lose it, like I said, this is going to be a monumental loss like 2003 was for them with Chris Sims in the game. If they do lose. Okay. Okay, so as we okay, so let's talk about this then. So we, we got gonna, prestige, bro. So like, no, no, no. Okay, fine. I think both <laughs> of these teams. Gonna, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. We know they're both top programs in the nation. Huh, Otherwise, I got I got to address a comment here. Go ahead. He, go ahead he go says ahead. you know he go, they ain't played yeah. anyone after this weekend. We will know a lot about both teams. But then he goes and says this: Who cares if they're down when we was down? They beat us in flex. This is this is this is a comment that people say. When your team ain't done shit, this the, like the, you you can't say that. When you're when you're Alabama, when you're Oklahoma, when you're Texas, o- Ohio State, USC, like no, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, like no, that means you. It's like you have you not been there? Are you not looking at your history of of dominance in the past decades? Because these teams have had them. No, like Alabama was down. And it's okay to say that. Like, it's not, it's not, to me, it's not, that's not a, did you go, oh yeah, like, that's a damn, like, damn, they won that game. Like, yo, you beat Alabama. Like, did anybody really say that after Texas beat them? I hate Alabama, so I can't, I can't lie. But, but, but you're, but you, like, I hate Alabama too. Okay, so here's, here's, here's what I think we're getting at right here. And then we'll, and then we'll move on after this one. 
I think what we're getting at is two things can be right at once. Because I think what you're saying is correct in the fact that we all know now from the games played that they're not the same. And what Texas is saying is at the time that we ran up against them, they were what they were. And we knocked them the fuck out. So, like, it's like, as a fan of a person that's about to play this team, we ain't played nobody that's even like like Alabama right now. So I wouldn't say that their win against them isn't beating Alabama because when, when Oklahoma beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl years ago, people were like, oh, you didn't beat Alabama because they didn't try. And I was like, no, nah, we beat them. They just yeah. played like shit. Like, they still Alabama. Whenever you put that jersey on and wherever you come on that field, you are who you are. But is it the most dominant team that we've seen? No, but that's because we can have a whole nother show on why there's so much more parity in college football now. You know what I'm sure. saying? We, we can have sure. a whole show but, on that. You know what I'm but saying? we're so, talking about Alabama, who – their their level of dominance is great. However, we know that Alabama's not right right now. I don't care what anybody says. So what I'm saying is, I'm not saying it's a, a shitty win. We're not going to sit here and talk like Texas. You know, Texas is this great program, and they're ki- and they're and they're killing it. Like, go out and be out, go go beat Oklahoma, and and then prove me wrong, right? Because we see this stuff from Texas all the time. Where how many how many years have we come in here and we 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 talk about? Texas, they're finally back. How many times has Texas been back? Motherfucking Man, Justin was, Timberlake has brought sexy back more than Texas no, has brought and, wins and back. And that's why I said, and that's why I said this Saturday is going to be a powder cake. It's a big game because yeah, for and, I, and like it's a big game for OU. Like as an OU fan, like this means a lot to us because we had our fucking team taken from us. We feel like, and it sure. lives in Southern California right now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And they have our Heisman quarterback. And then Texas came and, like, kicked us in the ass when we were really down. And so this is like a get-back game for us. But for Texas, like, it, it, this, I don't know. This is like a Dallas Cowboys let type letdown if they lose this game. Like, yeah, it, like, it wouldn't uh, look like, good. Like, yeah, it, this is like a Dallas Cowboys versus 49ers type letdown if they lose this game against Oklahoma because this is their opportunity to make a championship. And, like, we don't know what's going to happen – you know, years down the line. We're not saying they're downtrending. We just like we just don't know. And, and when you have this opportunity, like you gotta take it in college football. So like it's it's just a it's a big, big game. But I do I will say this. I think that I'm watching what Sterling says and I'm looking at what everybody else is saying. And I think that what you guys are getting at is right. It's still a big win. But I think that also what Sterling's trying to get at is saying like y'all also we all know by looking at that parody and everything else that's happening to college football that's not the alabama it's just not a rush to field yeah no if you're iowa state if you're rice if you're one of those teams that like mid-major teams like when houston gets a big dub right or utsa (laughs) gets a big dub we're like yo like yeah but when you but when you're alabama (laughs) or you're oklahoma or when you're texas like no that's not that's not the standard that's that's not the bar we set for ourselves like we're championship caliber contending teams we're gonna act like it so you got to bring that shit. You got to prove it. I love college football I, because you got to prove it. And yeah, and I think I think another thing Sterling's getting at, and I think or what I'm reading from it is like, if y'all are where y'all want to be in Texas, fuck that Alabama game. You got those business to take care of. So don't stand right. on that shit. Like show the world how good you are because a Texas team of two years ago, one year ago, beat motherfucking beat. You already know. Two years ago, three years ago, they would lose this game and yeah. they would lose like yeah. two more games and the season hey. would just go so nobody wanted to hear what i had to say about michigan until they beat ohio state right like you you got to beat ohio state i think texas yeah, oklahoma is on the, on the on that same tier and 
I think, right. I think you, I think I'm getting that from you too because yeah. as a college football fan that watches it all, like, and I want everybody else that's in the comments, y'all got to realize he roots for a team that went through this until a couple years ago. Exactly. Like Michigan, you ain't shit. Like Michigan, Michigan was going through some of the same things that Texas was going through. And nobody gave them a shot. It was like, nah, y'all can't beat Ohio State till y'all beat them motherfuckers. Yeah, come talk like, to me. Even, come talk to me yeah, when you can beat so, Ohio State. So I, I can see the fairness in that argument because until Michigan went out there and dogged them motherfuckers, we was like, because we was on the show like, damn, Sterling. Yeah, we ain't got one. Yeah, like we would beat Michigan would beat Notre Dame. Michigan would beat Oregon. Michigan (laughs) would beat Washington. You know, they would beat these teams like they're good teams, right? But like it don't matter until you beat my bad. Put that one on blast. I like that. You gotta beat you gotta beat the big dogs. So this is a great game. So let's let's keep it moving here. Let's keep it moving. I like this one. I like this one. I like this one though. Is Penn State real or fake? And I'ma say until they can win a Big Ten championship, they fake. Yeah, no, I think they, I think they got a great quarterback. They I'm got two Chris, of the best Chris, running backs in college him. football. Chris, 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 let's not tell any jokes about Penn State and what we. Know. I don't know who they are. I I I remember a team I used to be a big fan of. And, and hey. stop! Of no, he's gonna do it. He's driving right into it. He's gonna, <laughs> how do you put an image up? No, my don't. my my memory of Penn State is as clear as the logo on their helmet. Are you talking about Sandusky? No, I'm saying I, I, I have I have no recollection of, of Penn State. They don't. Well, exist. they are the they, Nittany they are, Lions. Those but... motherfuckers aren't real. That's my opinion on the on the caller's question. <laughs> and you guys know about the plane lady? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, Those uh, motherfuckers right. are not real. <laughs> if you want to oh. sit on this plane and die with See? everybody else, <laughs> hey, I bag her though. I ain't gonna cap. <laughs> she can get it. She can get it. That, that's the white girls I like right there, that, boy. That Chargers get anyways. Let's not go. Yeah, let's just keep it moving. Let's just keep because I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble. Yo. So oh, yeah. so what yeah, what is no, your okay, what are so you guys' Penn opinion State, real quick? Yeah, Penn State. Penn State. I'm, I'm gonna say this. Penn State is fake until they can be uh, Michigan or Ohio State. Period. Yeah, yeah. They period. they they're always good. But like yeah. you guys, they lose to Iowa on some bullshit field goal and fucking wasting my goddamn time. Or when they're and finally money. great, you give them the fucking national championship because we vote on these things. So give it to fucking Tom Osborne because he's going to retire. Fuck that whole history. I don't know. I don't know anything wow. about Penn State. <laughs> I okay. think he was a real fan. Yes, yeah, I was like, you got we some. We have to have an episode about this because I watch college football. And you got some you Jimmy gotta, Butler I, in you, dog. Watch this. Lavar I don't know anything about Penn State. Huh. Mm, well, you oh, Sean Lee. I know you like Sean Lee. You know, I know you like you some Sean Lee. Uh-huh, Penn, he sure do, don't he? Penn State, uh, he, he, he Penn State died memory. when they killed fucking Joe Pa. That was when, the, 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 the when Josh. When Josh, there's, there's a still scored. school there. They still play football, but that's the. That's oh, he's the a fan, here. y'all. He's a fan, fan. Oh yeah, you so when, talking about Joe Josh Paterno? Dotson, they fucking when killed Dotson that man. Scored, when Josh they Dotson killed Dotson Joe Paterno. That's some conspiracy shit right there. The wow. only thing that that guy breathed for was football. Oh yeah, when they so fired once, him, okay. once you took gone, football yeah. from him, you yeah. might as well have put the bullet in, bullet in his head. Well, well but you also got to realize, like when you let one of your medical doctors, you know, nail dudes in the fucking shower. Okay, listen, the, under I, your I, watch. I don't want to go down this road, but we all know that that generation and and their the oh, because it was okay because slavery no, was no, okay back in the day. Not okay because the white folks no, never get in here. No, no, I'm getting at. Listen, Martin Scorsese is basically the filmmaker version of Joe Pop. 
if you went up to Martin Scorsese, he's like, oh, guess what the fucking lackeys over in the other room are doing to fucking people? He, he's not going to know. He's going to fucking cringe. Should he have been responsible? Absolutely. It yeah. happened on your watch. So no, no matter which so way you if, slice if, it, if, for sure. Me... But like, you know that fucking generation and their denial and how they, they just deny anything is real and, and don't okay. deal with it. So I'm sure somebody came to him and told him something and he ah, immediately fucking his head rejected it. And, and so, never wanted to like, think about it again. Hold on. Let me, can I like throw this out there? I got a couple he points on this. Like Hard dicks in the shower? I don't want to hear anymore. Okay, I got a couple opinions on this, and then we got to move on. One. Go, 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 go. And you don't have to answer out loud, but if this happened on Prime's watch, we would, we would, people would be dogging Prime. Hold up, hold you know, up. No, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. You Let can't me, just say I don't need you to talk. Watch. I just need you to listen. 60-odd years he was I over the camp. There's no, there's no comparison to, listen. to a first My second coach. point is this. Penn State has been one of the premier, was one of the premier blue blood programs under Joe Paterno. It, it, it is, when you look at it from a business standpoint, it is a million dollar enterprise. Northeast, you're not, you're talking, listen, you're talking, you're talking, let me finish. I'm just telling you, I know. Joe Pa is responsible for that shit. It's under his watch. These are people that, that were hired in his program. It's his responsibility. He this didn't is, do it. I'm not accusing right him, but he's just be, he's he's a great like this dude is like great <laughs> philosopher. He's what he said, man, that's crazy. Chris said, man, that's crazy. This dude was protecting the man who was fucking molesting. I don't people. think he was protecting him. That's <laughs> so what I'm getting at. He was though. It's it's documented. It's no. documented that I mean Chris, he turned I mean, a blind Chris. eye to it. Yeah, that's yeah, he that's, that's, that's exactly right, and that's that's what that generation that's, does still, with everything. That's it doesn't not, matter. It, doesn't it, it right. still it breaks the moral that, code, Chris. It, yeah, no. So yeah. just because they own slaves back then, it right? It doesn't make it right. But, but I understand. Okay. It, no, it's dude. That like you can't put pe words in people's mouths. Just because something's not right doesn't mean you can't understand how it went down. Okay. Now, Just because so you basically what you're saying is, so I come to your house. I come to your house. You have a racist uncle. He calls me a nigger. What? You, what am I supposed to do? Oh, it's it's Uncle Jimmy, and he says this shit to my black friends all the time. So I'm gonna knock this nigga out. Like you need to get Uncle Jimmy and put him in the closet because here's, I'm about to I'm about to do him dirty. Here's, here's you my see question. what I'm saying? That's, That's not a fair comparison. No, no. Here's here's my question. I got a question. Neutral, neutral, neutral. Sterling, neutral. I'm neutral. We, we come from I'm a neutral. completely different generation of oh, how things get. Handled. I understand that. Chris, Nobody Chris, wants to handle things I more confrontationally a, than I do. I'm I just have, simply saying, yeah, no, I understand RDR. how a fucking 90-year-old okay. man <laughs> just... <laughs> hey, we do um, we do unmute R. Kelly around here. I don't care. You can cancel me. R. Kelly, go Don't pause scream no, like Chris, an ostrich. I have a, I have a, I have a you question. Know, you know what an ostrich does? An ostrich sticks their head in the ground and pretends like the world doesn't exist out there. And um, he did that. Football. football, um, football. But no, I, I have two questions, actually, because you're a real Penn State fan, and I've been wanting to ask a real Penn State fan this for years. First question, though, is about our subject matter. And that's so what do you think? Because he couldn't work there no more, Chris. So what should they have done for him, bro? Because I, I I watch college football for real, Chris. So I know what you mean, bro. Yes. When they let him go, it killed that old man. He was literally living and breathing to fucking do something at Penn State. So when he when they got rid of him, yes, it ended. It ended him. So my, but my question is, what were they supposed to do, bro? I mean, that's a that's that's a great question. Sure. Because, because there's no. There's no black and white answer to that. You're because because when you're starting with the premise of you're 100 correct, 
Like he can't stay there because like it or not, you are now the face of, of that. Like, like you just are. And, and it sucks. And that's what really, that's why when you guys brought up Penn state, I'm like, it doesn't exist for me anymore because it doesn't exist for me anymore. The same way Michael Jackson songs don't exist for me anymore. I don't know whether they did or didn't, but it's just, it's no longer an enjoyable experience. No, it's, it's, it's no longer an enjoyable experience. It's tainted. Sure. The, me- the, the memories, the me- yeah, the no, memories, the memories tainted. tainted. Yeah, right. I'm and you, I, mean, I, I think you, you have to do your best to remember <laughs> Joe Pa for who he was, like on the field. But again, yeah. it, the sad part about humanity. All my heroes go down in flames, bro. Hold on, though. It's, oh, it's all true. of ours do. That's not like mine do. Let's throw Favre on the fucking log of that one too. Don't say Brett Favre, please, God, don't. Go! Just leave it. Just, just leave it there. Out the all you my heroes are. go you down in flames. Well, you got to pick better, no, Chris. No, Chris, he just made a bond. Oh, Chris, he just better. made a bond with somebody. One minute, and then we got to move on. One minute. Look at what their identities were built on. I got my other question, Chris. My other question. One minute, and we got to move on. How did they create a pipeline to north the northeast like like to the east coast like that like new jersey new york how they create the pipeline to where they get the best players from new york and new jersey shit i just don't know i just gotta ask i don't like joe pa was the legend in that entire region like what other school east of ohio state did you want to go to other than penn state yeah (laughs) all right i I started thinking i started thinking about it i was like I was like, yeah, it is the closest school to New York. That's good. Your your peak nineties, yeah. your peak nineties, yeah. early two thousand, especially yeah. coming off the Kijana Carter and and fucking that whole era. Yeah, dude, like, yeah, like, dude, you just a root for bro. I can't root for them dudes, man. That's why, they, y'all. That's why they not winning big games because they biggest fans said, "Fuck it." You better go I also listen. I also got tired of watching in. them fucking blow undefeated seasons to fucking bullshit Iowa teams. So like there, like it, there's there's on and off ride. the field, man. I I, I just I, I, right. I don't have I don't have time for college. Well, baseball. you know it's good to know that you're a we are fan, Penn State trash. Um, but let's keep it moving. Wide talking out. about <laughs> talking about Chris's picker. Let's do our bet stamp portion of the day. Let's let's go on and jump into bet stamp, Chris. Go ahead and roll it. All let's right. Get it. Their transitions in here. <laughs> Why you're looking for it? He Big said Brett Favre was robbing all them people teams. in the zip, man. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Favre did do some whole ass shit, man. Yo, I didn't say your name, Brett. I love you. In fact, because Brett sues people for saying bad stuff about him. So, in fact, <laughs> this Brett Favre may not even be the Brett Favre to play quarterback. I don't know. It's some other Brett Favre Mississippi. There's got to be more than two. It's all right, Favre. Favre. Uh, we. I'm gonna. Brand, I'm gonna piggyback <laughs> off. I'm gonna piggyback off you boys here and okay. say say we. We went a collective three and one this week. Yeah. Uh, you guys went a collective three and zero. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Boogie is not here on the show, so he's going to pick first. We're just going to get him up and get him out. He's going with uh, Boogie won with the Texans last week. They won big. He's going with Kentucky over UGA on, I believe, what? Saturday. Let's hope that's a Saturday game. Or GA over you over Kentucky. He wants Kentucky. Oh, he must be taking the points. Yeah, he's taking he the points. His... Okay. At least that. Uh, okay. 
Know the spread, he said. UGA versus Kentucky. I want UK to cover the spread. So he's taking. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, okay, now. Okay, get it now. Where? You've been watching. You've been watching. You've been watching UK. UK been balling. All right, we're going to need kickoffs with college games if you guys are picking college games. This is freaking. Uh, Only at one o'clock? Holy cow. Let me see. Is that one? Oh, there we go. It's at 4 p.m. He's taking the 15 and a half points from bet 99. We're going to lock that one in. All right. Mm-hmm. Boogie's locked in with Kentucky. Sterling, you go next. All right. Uh, no, no, you guys you guys are all winners. We're going with the the absentee, then the loser, then we get to the, the, the high Oh, pick. okay. So basically how this is starting to shake out, because we're four weeks into this now, so we're seeing who's real pickers and, and who's not real pickers. Basically, Boogie and I are the retail investors, and and you two are the insider pros here. Well done. Uh, and, and we're pretty much paying you guys every week. So, <laughs> I spite I spite bet the, the the Chiefs to take the Jets. Of course, the Jets fucked it up and couldn't get the job done. They, they covered the spread but couldn't finish the job. We'll deal with that 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 later. Um, but I'm picking this week in another. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm tripling down, basically, is where I'm getting at with the spite. I'm taking right. the Jets oh my God. as an underdog against the Broncos. Like, sooner or later, I got to get in, get on the right side of the Jets fence. So, spite me once, spite me twice. You got to have a trilogy. Let's mm. see how it plays out. Ooh. Okay. All right. Russ, you won with Clemson last week. So, you are now on the clock. Who is your pick All for right. you? Um, oh, I don't want to give myself a loss, but I just want to go out on a limb. But let me before I do that, NFL or college? Oh, it's college all day, baby. This in this this Texas A and M versus Bama, Texas A and M plus two and a half. (sighs) Kind of thinking that an upset can happen there, but I don't want to put my faith in a team like Texas A and M. But it's calling me. Um. Yeah, man. Oh, fuck. Oh, I don't want to put my faith in that motherfucker, uh, uh, Jimbo. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to fuck myself over because Jimbo's going to shit the bed. Um, I'm going to take Missouri plus six and a half versus LSU. Missouri's got two of the two of the most dynamic receivers on their team. Offense is moving the ball. Playing good, really good football, actually, and I think that LSU's right. defense is reeling. Yeah, give me that. Give me that. Missouri is locked Ooh, in. With the points. And finally, Sterling, who is also three and one, and won with the Broncos last week. Your pick. Um, do, we don't have an NFL pick yet, do we? Uh, Come on, I, be took, the I, I mean, it doesn't really count, but I took the Jets. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh college football. Okay. And I'm gonna take Maryland with the points. So Ooh. Maryland is a 20-point underdog against Ohio State. <sighs> Ohio State is coming off uh, a bye week, right? I think Maryland's gritty. That they got they got Tua's brother. He's playing well. Yeah, he's balling. He's right. Balling. He's playing better than Kyle McCord. So um I'm gonna <laughs> go. I, I think there could be an upset brewing here. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Maryland. All right, that's okay. uh, I think plus twenty through pinnacle. Yeah, can we do something else? Because I think uh, Dan Gambino 
I see you with the Minnesota with the points. So should we do, I should we make do a sure... quick run through on the comments and see what the uh, uh, yeah yeah the yeah because I want to make sure y'all back next week because we're gonna put y'all on blast if y'all wrong. Uh, uh, and we're gonna <laughs> congratulate you if you're right. So I, all I see is Dan was the only one that let his nuts hang. So appreciate that, Dan. He said, "Give me Minnesota with the points." All right. So let Dan, Dan, you the man. Let them nuts hang. Pause. But yeah, we're gonna, you know, what I'm saying we're gonna keep that, tr keep track of that. Uh, yes. And our never quote unquote sick host uh, says, "Never trust AM. <laughs> he said it was a vocal disease. Dude, dude sweating the show pretty hard for being sick. <laughs> hey, he's dedicated. All right, uh, my screen just went blank here. So the next segment is, oh, here, we're back up. We're heading into the either or. Either or, oh, let's get yes. it. Yes, and this one is one I've been hey. waiting to do. Uh, let, me get, let me get it up real quick. That's what I told her. Um, let me see. So this year's either or, I want, what I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure it was something that was like, um, you like past versus uh future you know future versus past so instead of making all these little stats adjustments we just want to go ahead and say yo look if you had the matchup and you had to pick one of these guys but you're going against the other guy that weekend who would you rather have would you rather have champ bailey or would you have Justin jefferson so can i ask for a oh. clarification Yes, yes, go ahead. Yes. Are we are we talking new, so about for like a real NFL team, like if it was an expansion team, or are we talking Madden or are we talking No, it's, it's real life. No, it's it's real life. It's it's always real life with either or unless I say it's like a video game. It's so always it, it's always real life. If so it's this, an this NFL team, I'd take Champ Bailey. If it's a Madden team, I'd take Justin Jefferson. You want to go first, Sterling, or are you still trying to figure out which one you want to go with? You know, I'm going to... Real life. We're sticking real life. <sighs> Justin Jefferson, man. I, I got to go Jettas here. Um, I love Champ Bailey, too, though. That's the thing, man. Champ Bailey was... He was a, a truly a shutdown corner. Uh, he, yes. he, I mean, that dude did a lot, man. Like, he, I don't think he gets, gets enough credit. But I think Justin Jefferson, man, he just changes the game so much. Like, his route running... The way he he's able to set up his defenders at the stop of stems, um, and his hands, dude, he 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 catches yeah, everything with mediocre quarterback play. Um, so yeah, I don't think we've seen Justin Jefferson. We don't, we haven't seen him. You know what I'm saying? Like like, yeah. there's no other wide receivers. Like he's one of one, right? Like I can look at cornerback, and you know, as much as I love Chan Bailey, like oh, we've seen that. You know what I'm saying? Am, am I wrong I, for I, that? I feel you. You no, know? no, no, because no, because by the basis of the question, and, and I want everybody to understand so that they can make their best answer possible, which I see there's a lot of Jettas, which I'm surprised at. Um, but it's basically if you have an NFL team at your disposal, a bunch of nameless gray faces, but you know, for one, you're either going to have this guy at cornerback or this guy at receiver, and it's going to be a one game matchup. Who do you want in that game? And so that's why that's what that's what the premise of either or has always been and will always be. It's one game. Who you choosing yeah. for this person? You can save for your life for all that dumb shit, but it's just it's just one game. Who you choosing? This guy, that guy. Um, I I honestly this hurt me because I was surprised. I, I'm taking champ. Um, I'm taking champ in this equation. Um, is Jed is gonna get some catches? Yes, but I think I think if you match both of them up, I think champ gets the overall dub. Uh, I just yeah. I, champ was a, a hell of a cornerback. 
had speed to match up with anybody. He was uh, tall enough, rangy enough that he could yeah. stick any receiver, any tight build receiver. Um, he's actually like a lot. He's better, but a lot like my favorite corner, Patrick Peterson, and the fact that their body build allows them to guard any type of receiver, but they have athleticism and speed um, to keep up with all the different types of jettisons very very dynamic so i don't i don't not respect with anybody but i'm surprised that i was the one that went defense on this one instead of offense my personal philosophy is that elite defensive talent is rarer than elite offensive talent so given the choice between a generational defensive player and a generational offensive player i'm gonna take the generational defense player every time nice i'm gonna go ahead and put this on the screen though let me see if i can get it up there with uh what uh our guest our viewer ghost said with uh basically there it goes uh d adams is uh jet is before jet is size a route running etc um i do see a, little, a couple similarities um but i think that's evolution so you know um we're seeing it in front of our eyes but i guess you could, could say we have seen something like him before but i think what sterling was getting at is wayne seen someone do it like this uh before absolutely yeah um Jettas is breaking all the records for wide receivers in their first three years. I mean, this dude—he—he's unreal. Justin Jefferson's unreal. And you look at like some of the top wide receivers. Like, if you look at Tyreek Hill, like he got Patrick Mahomes. You know, Devontae Adams had Aaron Rodgers. I'm not, and I'm not taking anything away from them, but I think that I think you have to like weigh it a a, a slight differently just because Jay Jettas has Kirk Cousins. Could you? He's okay, but he's not elite. Could you imagine? Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson for 12 years together. But don't you start your agenda. I know what you're about to start doing. I know what you're about to start doing. Are we going to have to have a could you imagine segment? Nobody thought. <laughs> it's 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 not a many people thought Jefferson was going to be this good. No one saw that coming. I that, know man's been, I that man's been overlooked in high school. He was overlooked in college. No, I, I don't care. Most people, 90% of people, didn't know Justin Jefferson would be that good. Are these the same assholes that all thought DK Metcalf was a third round wide receiver? Because that was ridiculous as well. I don't understand when these big beastly wide receivers suddenly started falling in the draft. Like what? What? I think GM just do dumb shit. We can have a whole yeah. Not even gonna yeah. yeah. Put on some of the stupid but, shit that GM. But you get what I'm say. you get where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think I think both of y'all make very good points. Uh, but either, either way, y'all. Hit us in the comments as they did during the show. If you're watching this post show, if you're listening on the podcast, you can always go to uh, you know the comment section on YouTube and the various other pro uh, platforms around. Hit, hit us in the comments and tell us who you would rather have in this very matchup. I mean, very good matchup that we have here between Justin Jefferson and Champ Bailey. Uh, might have to get on Madden and make that shit happen. A summit or something for the people. Um, but yeah. All right. So coming up next, uh, we got the question is. Should the tush push be banned in the league? Now, let me give you a little bit of history on the tush push. So, okay. this this play has been legal since two thousand and five. Okay, I knew now it used to be legal. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it was legal since two thousand five. However, the Eagles have been taking advantage of it <clears throat> or using it to 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 their benefit. Okay, here here's my defense of the tush push. Just because you can't stop it doesn't mean it's bad for the game. Okay, now look at look at Landon Dickerson, all pro left guard, Jason Kelsey, all pro center. Land, uh, you got uh, their right tackle is an all pro right tackle. Okay, not to mention 
you have a quarterback who can squat 600 pounds in Jalen Hurts. Like, they're using <clears throat> every every advantage that they can get in the tush-push. Yeah. Like, I don't know why people are so mad about it. Like, you just can't stop it. So figure out how to stop it. It was like one of those things like um, the Wildcat. Yeah. F- figure out how to stop it. Right. Yeah. And once like if you can't do stop it, it, it wasn't. Yeah. An, an but I don't know. But that's just my opinion. What do you guys think about the tush push? I don't think it should banned, be banned at all. And I agree with one of our commenters in the comment section saying other teams are trying to use it and they can't get it. That was very evident in the game against the uh, the Patriots versus the Cowboys because they tried that. And he really just pushed Mac Jones into oblivion. And then didn't we see it again on uh, a fail again on Monday night. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. didn't we see that fail again on Monday night, which caused Peyton Manning and his brother? Like, you gotta get your hands on both cheeks. And so I think <laughs> it's it's one thing. Yeah, I think it's one thing if like it's something that's just oh yeah, just the Giants. It's, it's, the, it's like overwhelmingly like uh like it's like that's just not fair. But this is something that you're like we have bigger guys than you that are more aggressive. So do something. And I've seen uh, various people that watch film online saying there's there's ways to stop this. And one of the ways to stop this is to put a really big package in the game and just put another, like, defensive end over or another linebacker over the, the nose or some, you know, some football philosophy that, that I don't know. But basically, it's been said that you could do things to stop this, and other teams are not doing this. And so if you're not going to do the things that are legal in football to do, then why are we going to make it an illegal play? And, and yeah, if, if everybody can't do it, if it's something that everybody can start doing and it's just a hundred percent success rate, then we can look at it. But yeah, let me let me come in on the side of why I think it should be banned. Okay. Now I don't think it has anything to do with the competitive impact of 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 the play, but I do think when you're talking about how do you counter it, the counter to it, the end result gets dangerously close to looking like a rugby scrum. And now are we playing football or are we playing a rugby scrum? Because the counter to it is an equal force in the other direction pushing back. And now we're all sitting here pushing on each other, which gets me to my actual point of why I think it should be banned. Now, if we're talking 90s football, which when it was banned, uh, I'd probably come in on the side of, of like, let it go. But like in this era of safety first for the players, if you're coming down on all this safety shit, then guys pushing on each other and pulling each other and creating these type of scrums is just not a pro safety move. So like from that perspective, all these other things I think you've pussified football with and how much you protect quarterbacks and all this other shit. Now protect these offensive linemen the same way you're protecting these quarterbacks and you don't want people pushing on them, falling into the back of them. Now people in the pile are going to lose their balance and fall into knees. This is just a debacle waiting to happen from that perspective. Now, if you, if you want to, I think the line should be if you want to block into the back of me and you want to push forward like that, okay. But if you're starting to now extend and use – we're talking about guys that bench four or 500 pounds. Yeah. You want to use this force, that's where I think the banning should be. If you want to push into it and you want to you want to get in there and – Like and, no extension. Yeah, like maybe I'm blocking, maybe I'm bumping into the, my back. Yeah, I see what you mean. No Fine, extension of the arm, like no, yeah. like real. But the second you start push. putting your hands down and getting forced, and you're like, it's a fucking sled yeah. push. Because yeah, like- yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. Because it's yeah, like if you do have like someone said, put Jalen Carlin over Carter over the center, and if you are pushing the shit out your quarterback's ass cheeks, and like he ends up going full force into Jalen Carter and breaks his neck, then we're gonna be like, oh shit. And and what are you pushing <laughs> your franchise quarterback into? Like you get from all angles now, I'm just gonna have him like getting muddled and, and mobbed. 
like how much value do I have my for my quarterback if like that's a, a repeated strategy in my playbook is just run straight into the back of the quarterback and fucking ram up forward for for an extra yard or two. Because I do see why some DBs are like so y'all can do all that craziness, but I can't hit a receiver. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I can't jam a guy on the line. And I really don't want my fullback coming up my ass like on the hole. Pause. (laughs) Perfectly placed pause. Perfectly placed. Yeah, I think that's a good one, though. I think think we – you know, I think we covered that one well. But that was that was a very good point, Chris. That's a very good point because they did do a lot to make football safer, and that shit is not safe. Like the wedge, no. a perfect example. The wedge on the kickoff. Yeah, I was just three about guys, to say side by side. We can't do that. But like, let's nope. all fucking ram in. Think about the guy at the bottom of that shit. I, I, you know, hey, I think you know, and and Hertz is eating off this. Like he is, yeah. he's, he's, you know, did you know Jalen Hurts has twenty nine rushing touchdowns in fifty games? Let that sink you, in for I a mean, minute. You're not stopping it. You're not stopping it. So, well, I mean, they, right now, because the point was made. You put Jalen Carter over the center. You put a big ass defensive tackle over. So Chris even said it. Only way to do it is basically get your guys and get a guy behind him. And when he says that, you push it. Yeah, y'all push. And yeah, yeah they figured and I think it out. We're man. not. We're not going to see that until like it matters. Because I think what teams are thinking of is what Chris is thinking of. Like. Someone's gonna get fucked up when we do this, so we're not gonna do this to the playoffs. Wait till the first, wait till the first star gets hurt in one of those piles. Yeah, yeah, I, and it's gonna, it'll get banned. It'll yeah. get banned. But for now, it's legal, so we're just gonna roll with it. But do that shit. You know what it's else legal, is legal? You know what else is legal? Trading Jonathan Taylor's ass is is legal. <laughs> legal. Okay, so this has been an ongoing situation for quite some time. Jim Irsay finally has said, you know what? We got this running back. I'm not going to re-sign him to what he wants, so we're going to let him go up for trade. Now, we are one month away from the NFL trade deadline, and Jonathan Taylor, he's back from his ankle injury that the Colts mm-hmm. kind of put on him because Jonathan Taylor says he's he's fine. He's been fine. Um, who are some of the trade candidate or trade possibilities that John Taylor could go? Who could use him the most, I think? Let me go first on this one because okay. I'm going to tell you somebody that you previously mentioned as a trade possibility that is now out and use it as proof of concept for something I argued at the beginning of the season. Okay. The, Bill, the Bills don't need a big badass back. They're out of the equation. James Cook is just fine and more than enough with, with uh, the supplemental yeah, players sure. that they got. There's no reason that they would go out and make a splash like this, even if it would – make them somewhat of a better team fair but if you put James, still, if you put go ahead if you put jonathan taylor with the bills offense there's more potential to be great yeah. oh absolutely but right. is the difference between that worth the asset loss and financial pressures that would come for that extra boost is that like I don't yeah, think I, mean, I think that's it, something if, that you, if you calculate with every team that's that's thinking about training yeah. for. Them. And if you complete the goal, and if and you're making this, you're making this for one reason. If you right. do, if you're the Bills, you're making this trade for one reason. That's Super Bowl. So if you, you win the you Super Bowl, James Cook. If, if you really but, believe Jonathan Taylor wins you the Super Bowl, but James Cook doesn't, do you trade James Cook right now for? Yeah, Jonathan I don't. I, I don't yes. This ain't even about the Bills. This ain't even about the Bills. You know, what I'm saying would, like, if you were the Bills, would you make that move from a t- Jonathan Taylor perspective? No. Because I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not, uh, yeah, I, I don't. The Bills don't have the resources, or or the financial allocation year over year to pay a ten million dollar, fourteen million dollar running back. Like, 
For them, it doesn't make sense because you're paying you're paying uh, Josh Allen, right? But there is a team, and Russ, I'll let you take it. I have a team in mind, but who do you think should trade for Jonathan Taylor? Um, off the top, I could be a homer and say, "Oh, the Cowboys need to," but no, uh, the team I really think needs to trade for him over any other team is the Dolphins. Uh, A Chain has been playing very well, like it, all fine and dandy. But one thing I will say is this: um, there is something to be said about a consistent running back that can do it in every way possible between the tackles, mm-hmm. um, outside, inside, catching. Um, the same. It's just in that offense, the same thing that you saw that stick of dynamite that it, that it has exploded on the West Coast in San Francisco because they got Christian McCaffrey is the same type of effect that he would have if he went to a team like Miami or even a team like Buffalo. It's something different. I get what you're saying, Chris, because the things that you'd have to trade to get him, but we're in this to win. You know what I'm saying? We're in Mm -hmm. this to get the ultimate dub. So, like, I I told my homie at one point, people, yes, crazy, Russell, fuck you. I would trade Tony Pollard right now for that motherfucker. Right now. (laughs) I would give up Tony Pollard and all that speed for a guy that's equally as breakaway as breakaway capable and runs between the tackles and can get it done on the goal line and can catch passes. It's just, it's just something about having that type of guy on your team that can get it done. Like the Rams would be a great one. Tampa would be a good one as well. But I Tampa, think I think, would be great. Guy. The Rams are in denial if they don't understand that they're in a rebuild. I got a team. They, are, that they you do guys understand are it. That's why I think the Rams are just playing who they got. That's why we got this Tui Kungafuga guy. I got a team. The Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens would really benefit from yeah, having Jonathan Taylor. Just think about that for a minute. Yeah. That's Lamar, good. Jonathan, that'd be that's a deadly combination. That's, that's, yeah. J.K. Dobbins is out for the year, right? How much faith do you want to put in Gus Edwards? Like, he's okay. He's a supplemental back. But, you know, and then you got, like, you don't have like the 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 passing weapons necessarily. I mean, Bateman's injured, and you got Odell yeah. is injured, or he just doesn't want to play half the time. And you got you know Mark Andrews and and you know a rookie wide receiver, right? Zay Flowers Mark is doing is pretty there. good. I think that's the perfect Mark, spot. But if perfect Mark spot for him. Side, have the Colts, do you really send them to the AFC though? They don't want to, but you it's a running back. Shoot. Like, yeah, fine, great. Here's the question for you guys because you just sparked it. Sorry, you just sparked it, Sterling, when you brought up when, I, when we talked talk about Mark Andrews, and I'll ask you guys this. Is Mark Andrews the best tight end not named Travis Kelsey? No. Yes. Who's the who's the guy you got over him, Chris? Talent-wise or producing-wise? Just, yeah, produ- production. Like, right now in the league, production after Travis have the, Kelsey, have the who's, who's, I don't think he's – I don't think talent-wise he's he, he's – Oh, okay. No, I mean, I, 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 we could, yeah. I mean, there's guys that we can all say has a little bit more talent. I'm just saying, like, as far as production and what we see, if I say, man, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league right now, who's number two? Mark Andrews to me. Yeah. Yeah. And here's why. Like, (laughs) this is a shot without being a shot. I think more more is placed on Mark Andrews than any other tight end because they don't have things around him to make him better. He doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, Patrick Mahomes really, like, changes the game for Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's great. Like, he's one of the best route runners that that, that are tight uh, end in the league. What you doing over here? What you but, doing over here? But Not Mark just- Andrews, I think he has more weight to, to, to produce. Like, he is their first option in that offense. Oh, yeah, he did. Passing he is, the ball. 
He's responsible. So, and then you got to look at okay, the Ravens are a smash mouth football team. So he's got blocker responsibilities, right? I would say if you were to ask me this like two years ago, I would say uh, Kittle was, but Kittle's yeah. kind of he, he he's declining a little bit, right? Um, but I have to go Mark Andrews, man. So let's let's say Jonathan Taylor's best landing spot is Baltimore. Okay, and okay. Indianapolis doesn't want to trade to the AFC, but they're not ruling it out. Okay. What if you're Baltimore? What's the what's the most you're giving up in a package for an aging, expensive running back? Because you don't pay, you're not paying Lamar a king's aging, ransom. Man. I'll give you, I'll give them a second and a fourth. What? I think that's fair. Will you give me that or a third, or a third and a third and a fifth. Will you give me that for James Cook? Hell no. <laughs> no, God no. For me, and I like James okay. Cook. For me, it's, it's like I gotta be sensible. So Bino, I, Bino's over here giving up a first and a third. You're out of your fucking mind. It's not 1993. And Bino won't get a GM job. No, but, but, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But no, 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 no. But okay, Bino, I'm going to, I'm going to be not totally on your side, but I understand you because I'm thinking of this as. We're not getting this. We're not getting this guy just to make our team better. This is the Rams type shit. We're getting this guy to win. And if we win, all that other shit don't matter. And what we come here to do is win. When they went and got Matthew Stafford, they traded the farm. McCaffrey, you trade. the. You're getting rid of everything because you think that if we add this guy, we will be unstoppable. So if you lose, it sucks because you've lost. But me... I think I'm going like first and I don't maybe third, bro. I'm doing whatever I can that's not giving away the house, bro. Like I know that like firsts are very important. And if I can if they can't get nothing else, then the market is where I can get a second, give up a second for them. Yes, Sterling. Second and the fourth, second and the third. But if they're playing hardball and they're like, we want a first, take the motherfucking first, bro. I'm not take giving up a because... first for a, a 22-year-old running and, and, back okay. that I know no, that's, no, people, that's coming in cheap. I respect that, but there's two ways of thinking. And my way of thinking is, I don't give a fuck about a dude playing a cause that I don't know about right now. If it's a guy that's 22 years old that's playing running back like Jonathan Taylor, I don't care. Like I don't. If you want to give me Devontae Adams, I don't care about the guy. What, I, but I'm, what I'm saying is, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, who he is today, who he is today, mm -hmm. right now. Okay. If you told me I could get that as a 22 year old rookie. This this guy right here on a cheap four or five year contract for that rookie, I still wouldn't use my first round pick to take Jonathan Taylor right now on a what rookie if I, contract. Okay, can I can I give my hypothetical real quick? Because this is what if someone came down and said you're gonna win the Super Bowl if you get Jonathan Taylor, mm, but you I, gotta give up a first round pick and and, and a third. You that's gotta un, give that's up. unrealistic. Well, how did you breathe? I just don't think what? running you're back. You're gonna is, win the Super Bowl. If you're this, telling oh me I'm gonna God. win the Super Bowl, I'm telling you I don't think it's because not of because back. of a running back. Yeah, bro. I, that does no. Don't change. This is my hypothetical. Look, look. I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> your hypothetical doesn't make yeah. sense though. No, 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 no. I yes, get what you're saying. I do because yeah, that's what I'm trying to get y'all to realize. What, on this side, I think of what Gambino's saying too is we're thinking of this as if I get if I get the bowl. And so I'm telling y'all, you're you going to win the possibly bowl, know but that. you have to give up first. Yeah, it's I mean, in an ideal world, based off of what you're saying, yeah, you give up a first. Like, but 
that that's not real, right? But, so that, you, but that's but that but I'm saying, but that's the mindset that you have to have in the cutthroat business. Yeah, but I like, can say that about any trade. I really, if I go get Kyle Pitts right now, am I a Super Bowl winner? Oh, well, said, that could be the difference. No, 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 I'm going to give up a first that, now no, for Kyle Pitts. But no, no, but no, but my point, my point is this though. Okay. If you, that's why you pull the trigger because that's what you believe, and everybody can call you stupid until you hold up the trophy. And when you hold up the trophy, all that other shit doesn't matter. So I'm saying, like, I agree with the Rams. I get what basically. you're saying. Like, it's not responsible. Rams, people were saying the Rams are going to mortgage their future, but they did. They Look where won. they are now. It doesn't matter. They won. I don't care about their they Super won. Bowl four years ago. I live in well, LA. Yeah, I, Nobody okay, in this town gives fine. a fuck about that Super Bowl. All right. Well, you know what? Everybody else, <laughs> every, you know what? Every and no, you're right about that because nobody. Uh, like, I'm not kidding. Like, but know what I'm saying. And as far as in all seriousness, and far as in far as far as the game of football is concerned, the reason why you play is to win a, a championship. So that is above everything else to me. If you tell me, hey, you're going to win a championship and you're going to lose okay, the me, next five years, on, let, let me jump so in here, Russ, real quick. If if GMs felt that way, they would have already sent the first for him already. The the problem I'm thinking, is, no, this. I know. I'm I'm just saying that's why you know I, the problem do is, that. dude wants a lot of money. We know running backs they decline, they start to decline. You know he's he's had a lot of wear and tear on them tires, man. Um, and he's in well, he's quote unquote injured, right? He was injured the year before. That was a verified injury. This year is whatever, but I'm not giving up a first. I'm not giving up a first for Christian McCaffrey right now. I'm just not doing it. Um, but I think for the Ravens, I think a second round pick, I think that's solid compensation for them based off of where they are in their roster. Ravens and a second round pick, you think you're spot on with that. Let me let let me propose this scenario with the Ravens as a team, as the Ravens, it'd be more your your logic for why they should give up a first. I think the balance and risk ratio falls in place to I'd overpay as a second if I'm Baltimore. That like your your reasoning matches the price point, I think, at the second round. But like let let's give people a perspective on your 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 outlooks as GMs with this simple um not really an either or, but I guess it's an either or. That's if, crazy, Gambino. I can't ride with that. I can't give a first and a second. If you're if you're <laughs> let's say let, so this you can know the future in advance and you can choose two paths. Sure. Okay. Path number one is you're gonna be an NFL GM. And you will win the Super Bowl in the first three to five years by mortgaging the future. And over your next 15 to 20 year career as a GM, you will be mediocre and uncompetitive in the hierarchy of chasing a championship. You'll never come close again, but you'll win that championship in the first three to five years. And that, that, that's pretty much it. Over, over 15 to 20 years as a GM. And the another scenario is... You don't know if you'll win the Super Bowl, but you are guaranteed to be competitive 10 to 15 years of that 15 to 20 years. And every single one of those 10 or more years, you have a good or better chance of winning the Super Bowl. Which would you rather have? The guarantee? But you have one, to, the, I'm sorry, but like the one win early and mediocre the rest of the time or right on the cusp for sustained period of time. But you have to, but you have to add that you don't win it in the second one because otherwise it's obvious. You don't you don't you don't know if you'll ever win it. But you might, but you you, you have a but, chance but to, to say, every single year. All right, all right. Well, it's yours. It's it's your. I would rather have said to give it like the, the way you worded the the first the first one is like you you make it, it's it's an easy choice because the first one is like you're telling me I get to win early, but I got to lose for 15 years. That's like a it's a long. That's like that's that's not the same as like you're still I, an NFL GM. You just don't have no no no. Any, okay, wait, are you saying are you saying 
Are you saying like I'm a GM and in the first five years I win and then in the next 15 I lose? You don't lose like three and 14 every season, but you're like nine and seven, 10 and six or 10 and sevens. Just so never, you're never really so a, a so Super Bowl. You, the window, a Super Bowl window never opens. Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's Super Bowl windows open. Well, okay, so that changes it because I was like, I take what the Cowboys did. We but lost for 23 years. You're, you're, you're constantly on the fringe of being a playoff team, like the Bills were for 17 years. Well, that's an easy choice, though, bro. Like, that's like, that's not really, it's fair. That's not really fair, bro, because we have to pick the other one because you're like, the other one just sucks. Like, you're like, oh, you're going to win once and then you're just going to suck for a very long time. Or do you want to be competitive? But that's, for a very that's long basically time? what the Rams chose. They chose, let's win right been, now, win one. Bro, you and, said 15 to 20 years. It's only been two. Okay, at ten to ten to fifteen years, for it's only been two, and they're automatic, and they're already competing. Look at their look at their forecast. So I mean, Stafford's aging. Yeah, and you don't have you got Puka Nakua, and you know Cooper. I'm just Cup saying, guys, like, we can't do that. Else. We can't we can't do that because we disagree with what. They okay, did. okay, I'll give you right two real paper, examples. They don't even suck this year. And I'll give you two. They don't real even examples. suck this year. Who would you rather be right now as a GM? Would you rather be the Rams with your Super Bowl ring, or would you rather be the Bills? Rams. I want I'd to rather win. be the Bills. I want to win. I've already won, so I want to win. I've won. So, I've so won. you would again? You would take the one-year wonder over sustained success, always having a you're chance. Call, to win. But you're call, no, no, no. You're calling it a one-year wonder, and like I said, it's only been two years, and they're competitive this year. But they're so they're far. going to get worse before they get better again. You, you. How do you know? Look at the roster. Look at the positions that I'm are saying, failing. Look what they need. So you get what I'm saying? Ebbs and flows of teams. Sterling are like, okay. Better. You're looking at the projection and saying but, that they are supposed to be bad. We looked at the projection before this year started, and they're supposed to be 0 and 4. They're not. Sure. No. They're uh, not playing top tier competition. It doesn't no one matter thinks they're going to win against anybody real. And you he, know what? Here's the, here's which, ironically, it's actually going to stall the out their. It's going to stall out their rebound. But even okay, more but, you're, so. but what you're, you're trying to push it? You're trying to push this out ten or fifteen years when you have no idea if that's how long they're going to last, and they're competitive this year. In now you're telling me you, you just hold on, wait. Last. Let me finish. You just asked me the question: Would I rather have a Super Bowl ring or not? Basically, no. no. With some hope, would you rather? So do the, the Bills have a Super Bowl ring? They they have the strong possibility the of getting Bills one in the next five ring? years and, and multiple the if they their cards right. Do they have a ring? Do they have a better chance over the next five to ten years of do winning Super Bowls? They don't have a ring right now. No, no, no. That's not your question. You said yes, what I yes, rather it is, have. Though. That ring. is the question. No, no. You said what I. Rather you have a have memory of ring. a Super Bowl. I have a chance to win multiple Super Bowls. I'd rather have that chance. Your fucking memory is irrelevant. It's old news. How is my memory irrelevant if it happens? You're praying something's going to happen. You because it's the NFL. Happen. No one fucking cares what you did three seasons ago. No, That's why you don't. MVP no, 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 no. years ago. No, 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 no. You don't. Because you're, let me add. Right. Let me, let me I let don't. You, I'm the jaded average GM and, fan. Yeah, and let me, let me correct you, though. Let me learn you something. Championships last forever. And they will always last forever. And it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about it. They can hate, you, they can be mad. Championships do last forever. They you can't take them off the record. Ever. However, there is an element that, like, you, you win your championship, but what? how can you sustain that success? Okay. Let me give Guys. you a And I curl. don't let's, think. Let's, sorry. Sorry. sorry, sorry the, question, the question. The uh, question. Oh, go ahead. The It's the sustained success. And and even though the Rams are competitive this year, they've 
They are. I mean, they're decent, but it's not going to last the duration of the season. Like they're not going to make the playoffs, right? Like it's easy for us because as you know, jaded Bills fans, like we saw fucking mediocre and just never making the playoffs for so many years. And they were just good enough to be seven and nine, nine and seven. And that was about it. Like I, but there is something to saying, like, you got to put, you got to put it all together and just go get you a chip. Like, so as a Bills fan, like part of me is like, man, like sell it all so you can get your chip. But I think you can't, but for sure, but but you, you can't look at it like in a vacuum either because you have like Josh Allen who has way more upside than a Matt Stafford right now. Right. Um, but the bills would be in the same position if they just sold it all and got their championship and then just start letting players go. We will see the same thing with the bills. The bills just be more flashier because Josh Allen's just more dynamic. Right. But I get what you both are saying. And I want to say this though, to something that was said. They said a championship don't always save your job. Yes, it does. And it buys you extra years before they fire you. Now, does it ultimately save your job for the long run? No, but it buys you years because I guarantee you. It does. If ain't won that it buys Super you a few years. If McVay ain't won that Super Bowl and he was still looking, he might be looking for a job. Let you know what I'm saying? You, like, Let me give you a I, 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 I just want to know why. Like, okay, so I get the whole premise of you have to, to you. win. What's that? Go ahead. So let me give you a career comparison to to help you. A different, like a different medium altogether. Music, art, creators, Hollywood, Los Angeles. One hit wonders. You make one movie, it's great, successful. Nobody ever hears from you again. You make one hit, one hit song, it's great, it's popular. Nobody ever hears from you again. Do you still feel better than anyone that's never done a song? Sure, of course. But if you're a true artist, if you're a true professional. So that that one, while it's a momentary moment of joy, it makes it actually kind of worse because you're forever chasing that cha- that taste again, that, that 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 feeling again, and you never get it, and you always come up shorter and shorter and shorter until it fades away. So, yeah, I I, I get the idea of yeah, I want a Super Bowl, but at the same time, if my choice is to sell the farm to just win a Super Bowl to win a Super Bowl and then fade away into the sunset. I would much rather build a foundation that allows me to win it to build a dynasty. Like my biggest fear for these bills is that they win one Super Bowl and everybody's satisfied and they're happy. Oh, we got a fucking Super Bowl. I'm sorry with the talent you've amassed with what, what you have here with the opportunities that have been presented before you, what you just watched happen in your division for the last 12 fucking years, actually closer to 20 years. If you walk away from this window and this opportunity with one Super Bowl, that is a big giant disappointment to me. That is why I'm so hard on McDermott because I don't want to get lucky and win one. I want a dynasty. Okay, like basically what you're saying is you want to be the Packers. <laughs> the Packers won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, and then they were just gone. They were okay. They'll make it yeah. to the NFC Championship from time to time. They got sustained success, but they got their championship, and then I'm they just kind of stopped. That's my nightmare scenario. Yeah, and they just kind of stopped putting players around Aaron Rodgers. You know, well, technically, Aaron Rodgers won that Super Bowl with Brett Favre's roster. They never built a roster for Aaron. But Rock. he, but he won it. He, they won it while he, he was won a quarterback. It, but that roster was built for Brett Favre. They never actually really went out and and built a roster for Aaron Rodgers. But but still, when you look at the record books, Aaron Rodgers has a Super Bowl, right? And then yes. they failed Aaron Rodgers in their franchise by just being mediocre. Well, that's what in I'm terms saying. of acquiring talent the entire time. Because I think if you were to poll GMs and coaches, 
I think they would choose sustain success over years. Especially when you're talking about paychecks. Absolutely. But I, I do think, though, that, like, your point about the Bills, I, I do believe, like, this gene, this this regime, I think they'll be all right. They, they'll win the championship, and I don't think they'll take the foot off the gas. Like, I think they'll they'll continue to – Brandon Bean is one of the best GMs in the league. Like, Russ we're not going to sit here and say he's way. not. You know what I'm saying? Was that? Russ lost his power, by the way. Okay. It's Texas Storms. Texas Storms. Well, unfortunate for Russ, he was about to get all the smoke, okay? He was about to get all the smoke here because, as we segue on to the next topic, the power rankings. Now, I do got to say, and and maybe I'll talk to you about this, Chris. Oh, you can talk to me about it. But good old Russ here was – coming back. Oh, yes. Put him back in here. Yes, yes, yes. Put Russ back in here. <laughs> but okay glad you're back cats and dogs. now, yeah, now here we go you russ were saying a lot of shit about the miami dolphins you were talking all that shit oh you talk so much shit about the dolphins being the best team in the afc east and uh the dolphins go out and they score 70 points against the broncos Okay, and I was I was scared. I was like, "Damn!" Like sometimes, rush you get me. You know, you, I'm like listening. I'm like, "Okay, like this nigga might be right about this." Like, I'm fucking scared about this game, man. I ain't gonna cap. Like, I'm scared. But lo and behold, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins ran into Daddy's house, and oh. guess who? Guess who was standing with the belt at the door? Josh fucking Allen, and he said, "Boy, get your ass over here." What 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 you been saying? I'm gonna just start fucking you up. Russell, so, five out of five out of eleven is. Listen, <laughs> tell him about five out of eleven. Listen, I'm gonna tell you this, Russ. I appreciate it. Thank you for the smoke that you're about to receive, and I'm sure you've been thinking about this all week. Like, how am I gonna show my face in this room tonight, knowing that the Bills not only they didn't win like 31-27, they won. 48 to 20, and they took the gas off in the fourth quarter. They took the gas off in the fourth quarter. There was a, I don't know if there was there was somebody who said, you know, Tua likes to fixate on his on his on his first read 80% of the time. And if they can get pressure on Tua, who who has only been sacked one time prior to being sacked four times in Buffalo, who they stopped. They look, you know, you know what their leading receiver was? They had 48 yards. No receiver got over 50 yards. I'm not saying the Dolphins are bad. I'm just saying them boys in Buffalo whooped that ass. They whooped that ass. Did you know that the Bills, and I'm not being a homer here, okay, I, I, I reached out to some people, and I wanted, to, I wanted to know, like, okay, like what I see on the All-22, does it really match up? Okay, like Matt Milano and Terrell Bernard are two of the best matchup linebackers in the league. Okay? And – not every team can defend the Dolphins like the Bills did because you got to have linebackers. You got to get pressure with four. And they were able to do that. Now, Chris, to your point, you're going to have to take some take an L2 because you got that. <laughs> would, would talk about how McDermott ain't shit. And I called you after the game. I fucking called you. And you still had excuses. You made excuses. You 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 wanted to put all the the accolades on Josh Allen. 
And that's bullshit. Sean McDermott called a game out of his fucking mind. One of the thing was, can Sean McDermott stop some of the NFL's best offenses that we call generational? He called it generational. Many people called it generational. He put them motherfuckers to sleep like Curry. Like Curry. So all I got to say is, let's get this motherfucking power rankings on right now. <laughs> Y'all ain't got nothing to say. I should yeah, we, can't, we can't. It's your, it's your segment. We can't. It's I know. Segment. I should just mute y'all, but y'all just going to have to suffer through this. Okay, at number 10, Baker – you know what, Russ? I got I to gotta give you some love here because Baker Mayfield's playing really well. Oh, yes. Like, this is a forgotten – this is this, – this Buccaneers team was like, literally, they were forgotten about, man. They were forgotten about. No one really cared about the Bucs. But guess who's number six in QBR this year? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield also is number eight in completion percentage at 69.6%. You know who's number one? Josh Allen. But we don't want to talk about that. But the Bucs are looking really good. I think they, they could be a scary team in the playoffs just because their defense is still really good. At number nine. Now, this is to all my GML mates here. I told you, motherfuckers, that the Texans were going to beat. They were going to win the game against the Steelers on Sunday. Rodney, I told you. I fucking told you. <laughs> the Texans are a legit team. C.J. Stroud is a motherfucking dude. C.J. Stroud is number fourth in passing this year. That's impressive. They really don't have much of too much of a run game. but. D'Amico Ryan should be NFL Coach of the Year because he's taken a ragtag group of motherfuckers that nobody really thought about, castaways, Derek Stingley injured, five offensive linemen trying to figure it out, and he's put together a squad. They're number nine right now on this on this power ranking. So shout out to D'Amico Ryan. Shout out to my boy C.J. Stroud, even though he's from Ohio State. At number eight, we shit on Lamar Jackson. Rightfully so. He he shit the bed against the coast, but every quarterback has bad days. We, we, we've seen it, right? We've seen it. But Lamar bounced back this week, and you know what he did? He beat the shit out of a really good Cleveland Browns team on the defense side of the ball. We know offensively they ain't going to do shit, okay? Like, you, during Ro Thompson Robinson, I didn't expect too much out of him, but, like, they here, here's where I come with this. You, you When you look at the awesome. Browns, Watson and Thompson Robinson, like, that's a wash to me because Watson is trash, Right? But the but you know the Ravens came and they kicked ass. Them boys are good. So they they are they have placed themselves in the AFC's elite. Now Lamar Jackson's getting more and more comfortable in this office. I said, hey, hold on, before we start shitting on him, he's got to get better. He he got to get better situationally. But he, the way he looks in Todd Munkin's offense this past week, I think it's something to hang your hat on. We'll see if Lamar continues his ascension into the the elite rank of quarterbacks. He's not there yet, but I think he's on his way. Next up, the Cowboys. Way to bounce back. Way to bounce back because again, like if if you if you're a fan of the NFL, it's called not for long. And you could be on cloud 9 one week and you can lose to the Cardinals the next week. The Cowboys play really good on defense. And I I I want to I want to bark here for a minute. People need to stop with this. Well, the, the, the Cowboys' defense is winning these games. Like, are you are we dismissing what it takes to be a good quarterback in this league? Dak is a good quarterback in this league, man. We got to stop. 
Like, we need to give it, you know, we need to be real about Dak Prescott. He's not an elite quarterback, but he's good. He's a great leader, too. It matters. The, the, this team's rallying behind him, and they're rallying behind that defense. So, shout out to my my dogs, the Cowboys, even though you're going to get your ass whooped in Buffalo. Next no, up. No, no, next happen. up. We got the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Do, I don't think I need to say anything else about the Dolphins. Daddy's home. You guys need to take a nap. Five okay. out of 11, Russ. Player, offensive player of the weeks when Josh Allen's played the Dolphins. Yeah. He's played him 11 times. He's won AFC yeah. player of the week five times. It don't even matter, though, because you know what? The Dolphins sit your ass at home. Next. The Detroit Lions are here. The Detroit Lions, man, you want to talk about gritty team? Like, this is the Detroit Lions, dude. Yeah. No. They, 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 week in and week out, everybody, you know, a lot of people shit on these guys because they really, they don't have a history of winning, right? Uh, all their best players are say they they retire early because they're like fuck the Lions. But yes, look, Dan Campbell's got these boys playing. Jared Goff is another guy that you know we talk about like he ain't it, but he's doing his job right. So we got to give him credit. They're just they're just good on both sides of the ball in terms of the trenches. I think games in the NFL is one in the trenches. Then outside of that, it's quarterback play. They're doing yeah. their job. They're doing their job. So let's go to the next team. Here's the Eagles. Everybody's still talking about the Eagles like they're this just giant elite squad. And I don't think they are anymore. They're good. But Jalen Hurts, you still aren't showing me like that you are an elite passer of the football. And that shit matters, right? Like teams are going to – last year was cute. Yeah, he had 22 touchdowns through the air. He had a bunch of rushing touchdowns. But you played a weak NFC – and your your schedule is going to start getting harder. You, I, I think, Jalen, you can earn your money by beating some of these really good teams. But right now, I got you guys right here, which is not a knock on you, but we got to pump the brakes on how good this, this Eagles team is until Jalen Hurts takes the next step as a passer. They have the offensive line. They got the defensive line. They got the running backs. They got – I mean, you, you, you put Dak Prescott in this offense, and it's – I think they they overperform. I think they would do even better with Dak Prescott in this offense because he passes the ball. Jalen needs – I think he needs to improve here. I'm not saying he's terrible, but for that money you're making, you got to show me more. Next up, you can't see the Chiefs. I think, I think we're going to hit a reality that people aren't – let me tell you something that people really aren't expecting. How many back-to-back Super Bowl champions do you see? Not many. Not name the Patriots. Right? Not name the Patriots. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, if I'm not mistaken. And they just don't look great right now. I didn't say they weren't good, but they just don't look great. Patrick Mahomes, I think we're starting to – now, Patrick Mahomes is is the best quarterback in the league. But even the best quarterback in the league needs help. I think Travis Kelsey is, is distracted. I don't care what anybody says. That shit's a distraction. And he doesn't have anybody else to step up. Who does this sound like? Kind of sounds like the Buffalo Bills, doesn't it? You got Kelsey on offense and nothing else. That's a problem. You're not going to win a championship like that. You got to go get some help. If you go out in the trade deadline, you go get another wide receiver. Great. But until then, you're going to have some problems against the NFL's best teams. Next. All right. For number one, (laughs) in order to be the man, you got to motherfucking beat the man. And that's what the Buffalo Bills have done. Everyone say hello to daddy, and his name is Josh motherfucking Allen. Mr. 
21 to 25. Four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. A perfect quarterback rating of 158.3. On the other side of the ball, Leonard Floyd's a motherfucking dog. Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, Trey White's gone. That's okay. They'll figure it out. But this team is, they're playing like they are the most balanced team in the league right now. And I think that means something. Best point differential. You got the best quarterback. He's playing the best. 78% completion percentage. Since when did we ever say Josh Allen out of four weeks would be the leader in completion percentage? No, no one should ever just say anything because who the fuck thought that? I didn't think that, but he is. Josh Allen's balling out. So this Bills team this week, they look like the best team in the league. And that's the power rankings on Sports oh. Sushi, baby. Oh, you know, I don't even listen. The ah, I got you. You didn't want to roll scroll up, did you? This is, your, this is your own power rankings you had him at no, number no, no, two. No. I still stand on everything I said. But I I still think the Bills are better than the 49ers. I think because here's the deal. Brock Purdy, who's having a good season, they're not the Bills. You're not Josh Allen. I'm sorry. Like their team is so good on both sides of the ball. They got they're good in the trenches. But we got to see it. Like you they're going to start playing some tough games and I want to see them against the NFL's elite. They got a big one Sunday well, night. They got a big one Sunday night. Russ they got a big hey, one Sunday night, don't they? They do. I, that's it. You said I can't wait till they play the NFL's elite. And, I lean and, back and the, the Cowboys, guess what? When you talk about a matchup perspective, the Cowboys match up with them boys real, real nice. Real nice. Only thing the problem is we've always matched up with them nice. We have to take care of business. But maybe this is different. Maybe this I, is different. We'll see. It can be. We we'll will see. see. It can be. It can be. But as a Cowboys fan and as the honest Cowboy fan that I am, they have to prove it. I they still don't think, beat their ass twice. No, I agree. I still think the Bills are the best team in the league, but for record's sake, the 49ers haven't lost, so we'll give it to them. But the Bills are the best team. They got the, the most impressive win of the season thus far, and I think that's not. I think that's fair to say. As of right now, yes, they do. Right? So we're going to ride for that this week. <laughs> they, they team scored 70 and then couldn't get above 30 the next week. So, yeah. 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 It's impressive. Chris, just apologize to Sean McDermott right now. It's okay. Just, just do it. Okay. No, nah, just shit so, on these teams. <laughs> I know he's shit on everybody. <laughs> we're we're going to transition to the top assholes of the week. Might be some surprises in here. He didn't even mention Sean McDermott. You see that? You see? He's scared. Has there been a bigger in-season tire fire than the Chicago Bears? <laughs> like, I don't really even have much material here because, like, it's just, like, fucking cook the marshmallows, man, because this, this thing's <laughs> fully raging. Close second in tire fires is what are you still doing here, man? Bill, there's no end of the rainbow coming. You stayed too long. Everybody knew you stayed too fucking long. Now you're just waiting to get fired? Really? Is that how the end of the Belichick era ends with a mercy fucking killing? <laughs> Zach Wilson, bro. You couldn't get the fucking job done. They wanted to be beat so fucking bad. <laughs> so bad they wanted to be beat. And then you fumble the fucking snap away. But even the snap, I really don't think is as much as fault as your gutless fucking coward of a coach. 
<laughs> the same mm. Shawnee McDermott fourth down kicks in a game when you're playing against the Chiefs. No, your opponent. The, okay, listen. I I love I love the confidence that sports players, boxers, athletes have to have. You always think you have a puncher's chance and a shot. But you also, especially if you're a fucking coach, have to be honest with yourself when there's a talent gap, a pedigree gap. You weren't going to go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. That's not how you were going to beat them. You were going to beat them by playing the angles right, taking the advantages when they're there, going for it and being a little more aggressive than you normally would. Short fourth downs in Chiefs territory are automatic go-force. They're not kick the fucking field goals. You deserve to lose when you do this shit. I don't care if you're the Bills. I don't care if you're the Jets. I don't care who you are. You deserve it. Oh, God. Oh. Mr. Dabble. <laughs> Mr. Dabble, I held you up. I held you up. It's said, you. You were the man that left the building. That shouldn't have left the building. What the fuck did you guys all put your eggs in the Daniel Jones basket for? I... Oh, we kind of salvaged them in year one, so let's give them a big contract and build around them. Great strategy, assholes. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> then you can't you you can't call oh God. you can't call people assholes and not call yourself an asshole when it's deserved and appropriate. So yes, yes. Last week I preemptively labeled McDermott a leading candidate for asshole of the week. And he proved he proved not to be, so that would have to make me the asshole of the week. Thank you. Now, with that being said, Sean McDermott, the defensive coordinator, had his guys ready to play. They they played fucking aggressive. They they stayed that way the entire game, and they they adapted. They looked like they were going to get run over early, and they adapted. So you have to give credit where credit is due. And I have always acknowledged that he's a great fucking defensive coordinator. But in the same breath, and as great as they came out ready to play, which the head coach does have to get credit for, which unfortunately these are off-the-field things, got his team ready, prepared. He's a great administrator. They showed up ready to play. Here we go. Here we can't, go. Always, can't always get that, but, but they did this week, so he gets credit for this. The thing is, this is the blueprint for how the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl. By blowing a team out by 28 points. Why? What big strategy calls, what big <laughs> ball calls, what fucking gutsy choices did head coach Sean McDermott have to make in this game? He didn't. The one time it was close, when they were going touchdown to touchdown to touchdown, you had a fourth and four after you had stopped them and had the advantage on the touchdown game. And about the 47-yard line of the fucking Dolphins. You have to go for that. You have to go for that. You have to go for that. No, you don't. You're playing against an offense you haven't stopped, haven't slowed down. They didn't even hit a third down. Your offense is also playing lights, lights out. Go for it. What's the worst that happens there? What's the worst that happens there? You don't get it, and then they go right down the field and score again anyway, which is already what has been happening here, or you stop them like you did. Anyway, you have to go for these. This is like poker. You have to make this decision over and over and over and over and over again. When you play against elite offenses and you have fourth and shorts on their side of the field, you go for them. That's, that has to be the philosophy. That has to be the strategy. And here's another great example of where you take this even a step farther. This Staley guy, 
on the Chargers that everybody gives shit for? I don't know if you guys saw my Twitter this week, but I, I posted it from one of the one of the NFL articles coming around. He made back-to-back weeks an aggressive fourth and one call deep in his own territory with the lead in the fourth quarter, knowing that if you convert that first down, game over, you win. Both times he got suboptimal results. Worst case scenario, oh, we got stuffed. Both times they got an interception and they still won the game. You don't automatically lose because you didn't get the fourth down conversion. <laughs> but you can automatically win or increase your chances of winning by going for it in the proper situations. And if you do the right thing enough times, you will get the right results more often than not. And that's what I need to see from Sean McDermott is consistency in making the right choice, regardless of the outcome in the individual set of circumstances. So for this week, he's great. He did good as a coordinator. The team was awesome. I, I, I fucking eat my humble pie and I eat my shit. But they need to win by 28 to win a Super Bowl because I don't trust this asshole to make the right fourth down call mm. in, in the fourth quarter of a one-score Super Bowl. Does anybody else? Wow. Wow. I mean, I mean, wow. I, I just have, before we end, I have one honorable mention asshole of the week. I know you normally do NFL, but Brian Kelly and LSU, fuck <laughs> all of you. You had one fucking job, and that was beat. That was to beat Mississippi. And let me just read y'all the fourth quarter oh, how this went to get my inner Chris out of me. Because, I yeah, I bet on this motherfucking game, and you fucking blew it. Let's go ahead and go over this. So you take you take the lead. 42 to 34 at the end of the third quarter with three minutes left. Then you give up a fucking touchdown. Oh, but great. You score a touchdown with eight minutes left. So you're up 49 to 40. Let's take, pay attention to the math. You give up another touchdown, meaning you're still up two. You're still up two. You're still up two. Then you give up a touchdown with 39 seconds left to lose 55 to 49. Brian Kelly, you said with, you, with talent you would show up. You said with talent you would be able to make this shit happen. Man, you were supposed to win the whole SEC. Like, man, fuck LSU, fuck Florida, and fuck the SEC as a whole. You see my mm. electricity going out? You see it? It's because I'm telling the truth. We got to end it before, that, before it ends. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my honorable mention. I know we don't do college, but fuck right. what LSU did this weekend. Well, gentlemen, this has been a fun ride. Uh, Chris, you're still an asshole because you really didn't apologize. But I make sure. It was due. Hey, you know what? You know what, Chris? You're muted. Make sure Damn. that if this, if this was your first time on the show tonight, make sure that you give us a follow right here at Sports Sushi. Here is our socials, right? Okay? And we'll be back next week. Our lovely host will be back. Our dog, he will be feeling better. But guess what? Get your chopsticks because we out of here. Love you.